What's up? Welcome to episode two of the podcast. This is Christina Thomas, founder of the Digital Boss Chick, popping in for another another episode. So this is the second episode and the title of this episode is The Uncomfortable Truth, right? So you have two schools of thought. You have the people who feel like they're hashtag team no sleep. And then you have the, t- the people who are hashtag rest, wait, um, don't work too hard. And I want to talk about this because I believe that um, it it depends on where you're at in the process of building your business. If you are somebody who is just starting out, um, you might have to put in more work than somebody who is more established. That is my stance on it. I'm I'm hashtag do what needs to be done until you get where you're going. If it's something like podcasting, a lot of times I get clients who ask you know, um, I ask them what they're working on. They tell me what they're working on. And, you know, based on my experience and working with different entrepreneurs and, um, doing branding, um, I have a background as a graphic designer. And the one thing about content is that people are not going to start paying attention to what you're doing until you do it like a hundred times. That's with anything, right? So whether you are promoting a podcast, whether you are an artist and you create music, whether you are um, an athlete and you need to practice um, until you get better. I mean, how many times did Michael Jordan take a jump shot? How many days and nights did he spend working on his handles uh, without relentless pursuit? And there's this one quote that says, um, work, keep working until you no longer have to introduce yourself. Like, so for people who are just starting out, I do not think that rest is necessarily the answer. Um, a lot of people try to use prayer to replace laziness. And the thing about that is, um, I believe that faith without works is dead. So yeah, you can pray. However, but if you have a vision, write the vision and make it plain. What would have happened to Noah and his family if he would have just prayed and rested? He would not have been prepared. And then there's a scripture in the Bible where um, the prophet tells them to dig the ditches and dig the wells so that God could send the rain. And they didn't know where the rain was coming from. So there are different stages in building your business. In some stages, you're digging ditches where you can't even see where the rain is coming from, but you're preparing. Um, If it's a vision that comes from God, it's going to be something that you have to work on. It's going to be something that you might have to do work that you don't see the labor or the fruit from. You might have to plant the seed. You might not see the harvest right away, but that doesn't mean that the harvest is not coming. So I know that's a lot of... information for like the first two minutes of the podcast but I really wish I had a guest to talk to about it because excuse me again if you're good at something if you if whether it's the podcast whether it's music whether it's blogging whether it's producing and creating content consistently for content marketing or whatever it is that you do if you practice and set yourself to doing that thing a hundred times over you will put yourself in a position where you don't have to work and then comes the rest like when Noah was building the ark he was building the ark but when once it was done he didn't have to keep working he didn't have to keep only like mild repairs uh, <laughs> where you are building a brand it's important to put the work in on the front end um as much as you can in presenting yourself <laughs> 
in a certain way, in a certain light with longevity. Um, people, we live in an age where entrepreneurship is glamorized. Everybody thinks, you know, we see the glory, but we don't see the story. We see, um, the Rolls Royce, but we don't see the, the days that no sales came in and the days that people prayed with no answer and the days that people are crying themselves to sleep. We don't see that part. And so I always say that wisdom is having the uh, discernment to know when to rest and when to wait. So, uh, of course, I'll say this while I'm yawning. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, of course, you want to be able to um, rest, but you want to also have um, a place where you put the work in. And for me, I've noticed that um, once my theory is once you have completed the work, OK, you get the vision. You write the vision, you make it plain, you work the vision, right? Because faith without works is dead. Now, once I've done everything that I'm, that I'm, you know, supposed to do, that's when I rest. And that's when I pray. And that's when I trust. That's when the trust comes in. That's when the, the prayer comes in. That's when the waiting on God comes in. Because then it's like, you know, and I don't know if you guys know or not, but I'm a Christian. So I'm going to like subliminally reference God. I hope I don't offend nobody, but Hey, that's, it is what it is. So, you know, w- once you've done your part, right? Once you've done your part, it's like, it's almost like God gives you an assignment. He gives you a vision. He shows you what you need. Everything that is inside of you is what you need to fulfill the vision. Once the vision is fulfilled, once you've done what you're supposed to do, once you've completed the work, there's a verse in the Bible that says, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day for when night cometh, no man can work. Um, and you know, the Bible was written in a time where people relied on agriculture and crops and different stuff like that. A farmer can't plant seeds at nighttime without a light. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't really (laughs) till the land and put seeds in the ground and water the ground and and till the, the, you know what I'm saying? When it's dark outside. Right. So I have to work while I can work and then rest. But when night cometh, no man can work. So, of course, there has to be a balance to it. But I just for people who are building and you got friends and family members around you and social media posts and gurus and people, you know, yeah, you telling me the rest. You got seven figures in your bank account. Okay. (laughs) Um, when I oh, so the uncomfortable truth. And so when I started my business, a lot of people don't know, um, I've been on both spectrums of, I'm not somebody who's talking about this, telling you what I read out of a book. I've been on both spectrums. Some people might feel like it's TMI, but I've been on both spectrums. I've been on the work, 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 work. And I've been on the rest. Right. And it was funny because the first trimester of my pregnancy, like I was sleeping and I was so used to working that it was actually hard for me to like go down and take a nap. Second trimester, you could tell (laughs) I had energy back because it was like up again, you know, building again, doing different things again, energy again. And so I've been on both spectrums and I noticed that, you know, whenever I will work, uh, whatever it is that God gave me. There was increase, right? He multiplied the work of my hands. But when I rested too much, even, you know, um, in Proverbs, it talk about what happened when you sleep too much, right? It, it talks about, 
you know, there's a verse in Proverbs that talks about like, you know, oversleeping is not good because like um, poverty comes to you quick. If you sleep on your that's if you sleep on your vision, if you sleep on your business, if you sleep on your talents, if you sleep on what your gifts are like the Bible in Proverbs, it tells you what happened when you sleep and rest too much. Right. And so, you know, I said that to say I've been on both ends. Right. And I did a post on on Facebook, a real brief post about it. Like I've been the type of person who will work, 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 work. And I've been the type of person who will rest like a lot. And I noticed that when I would rest too much and when I would sleep too much, I began to lose things. And I don't know about you, but I don't like losing things. Right. So we were in transition around the time where I built the digital boss chick a lot of people don't know that my landlord went to go sell the house and uh, we had to get out we had like 30 days to get out so I had to restart like my whole life I'm pregnant I'm packing stuff up I'm moving you know and it felt like I lost something because I wanted to try to buy the house but I wasn't in the position to get it so I kind of had to move out the way and so in doing that I really had to downsize a lot and um, it put me and my family and my children in a position where um, I didn't like I didn't like it. And so um, I had to reevaluate my life like, OK, do I want to continue to sleep on the dream? Right. Do I want to sleep on the vision? Do I want to sleep on these million dollar ideas that I know I have that I know I'm not crazy about. Right. Because the thing about the vision is that if you don't work it, then you're not going to see the fruit of it. You're not going to ever reach the manifestation of the fruit. If you never plant the seed and you never water the seed and you never put it in the ground, how do you expect to see a harvest? Right. So I noticed that. The more I forgot about the dream and the goals and the more that I forgot about what I know God put inside of me and what I know, you know, was downloading it to me. Like the more I just put it to the side, the more I begin to see the subtraction. Right. And I really do believe that God multiplies the work of your hands. So if you're not working on nothing pertaining to whatever ideas whatever you know it is that he showed you or revealed to you if you're not working on nothing sis how do you expect multiplication if you're not putting the work in i don't understand so you know i do understand that there's a time to work and there's a time to rest i get that however i don't want to be the person to encourage people and it's people take on this badge right of false humility um, and self-righteousness, like, oh, well, I'm just going to sit here and my vision and your vision is not different. That's why I don't I try not to discourage people from whatever it is. You know, as long as it's not like something crazy that doesn't line up with my values. I don't speak on people's bag. I don't speak on people's work ethic because the people who are willing <laughs> to do the work usually end up winning. You know what I'm saying? Because most people are too lazy to do the work. And so I celebrate those who work hard and have the fruits of their labor to show for it. Why? Because I understand that that's a process and it takes dedication and it takes consistency and it takes showing up when nobody else shows up and it takes going when nobody's clapping for you. Um, it takes a lot in order to fulfill a vision in order to be successful in something. So, um, you know, I just want to encourage you that if you have, you know, a dream or a goal 
or, you know, something that you're trying to accomplish that you don't allow people, all these different voices, you know, for me, that's why it's so important to have your own relationship with God, right? Because you, anything that somebody is speaking to you is going to confirm what it is that he's saying. It's easy to tell somebody to, you know, rest when you have seven, eight figures in your bank account, but you don't know if they're sleeping on an air mattress or if their, you know, family is crammed into a small space or not. And so the trials, tribulations that we go through in life come and make us strong. And the vision that God gave us, God said, without a vision, people perish without something to look forward to, without something to work on, without something to uh, fulfill your purpose in life. People perish. Why do they perish? Because they don't have nothing to look forward to. They're just waking up, going through life, going through the motions. You know what I'm saying? Not really fulfilling purpose, not really helping anybody, you know, and there's going to be um, there's going to be repercussions for that. So I really want to just pop in and encourage you to that. I First of all, I want to say you're not crazy. OK, and, you know, people will try to, like, coddle you and and rock you into this uh, laziness where it's like they're not doing anything. So they don't want to see you doing anything. Right. So you get the ones who tell you to stop because they're worried about you because you're working too hard. Then you get the ones that tell you to stop because um, they don't want you to get further along than what they are. And then you get the ones who tell you to stop because they don't want you to overexert yourself because they really do care. Right. And they mean well. But I just want to wake you up and let you know that you can't always listen to people. You know what I'm saying? You got to listen to God. You got to listen to what he's saying. You got to listen to what it is that he is downloading to you because he he's the one who gives us the wisdom to to be able to obtain wealth in our businesses in our communities he's the one who gives us the wisdom and so if you're sitting there and you have an aha moment um and you write it down you think god gave you that thought and that inspiration for nothing you think he gave you that business idea for nothing you think he gave you that five or six figure seven figure business for so that you can go take a nap. No, stop running from the work. Okay. Stop running from the sweat. Stop running from it. And the second thing is write the vision, make it plain, run with it. Okay. And though it tarry weight on it. Okay. So even that means if, if it looked like if I've done the work, see, that's when you rest, we got people out here resting because they just want to have an excuse to be lazy. Right. And I'm not just talking to just anybody like, you know who you are. Like, it's kind of like when you when you set out to lose weight and you just looking for an excuse um, to not go to the gym at 5 a.m. in the morning. Oh, it's snowing outside. So I think I'm just going to go lay back down. I don't have my workout clothes. So I think, you know, stop looking for an excuse to be lazy. And if God gave you a podcast, set up a plan to podcast at least one to five times a week, depending on depending on where your level of commitment is. If he gave you, you know, an idea for a YouTube channel. Show up.
If he gave you something, you know what I'm saying? Show up for it. Create the content for it. Create the platform for it. Interact with people. Engage with people. You know, take a course. And don't just take the course. Okay? Because a lot of people are resting when they should be watching that course and taking notes and get this taking action. Cause it's not just about signing up and registering for something just because it sounds nice. Okay. It's not just about saying, Oh, well, I'm going to go take this course on Facebook ads because you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. And you sit there and you watch the whole training and don't even implement nothing. And six months to a year later, still in the same position, right? So, you know, I just want to encourage you. I know it seemed like, you know, I'm being a little hard on folks, but I just got to shake you up and wake you up from the lullaby that people who trying to give you advice, trying to get business with no business, trying to get business advice with no business. They trying to tell you how to run your six and seven figure business and they don't even have a business. All they want to do is sit at home and watch TV. Right. So, look. From one entrepreneur to another, from one gene chaser to another, from one go-getter to another, I just want to encourage you to shake you up and wake you up and let you know, finish that course that you bought. And when you finish taking notes, implement. Run the campaign. Post the content. Engage with people. Be social on social. Why am I saying this? Because most of the people who are winning, there's nothing different between them and you. The only difference is that they don't allow fear to dictate their next decision. They don't allow fear to dictate whether or not they're going to build their business. They don't allow fear that comes from inside of them or the fear from others. Cause people will try to like project their fears onto you. When you decide that you want to do it for you, when you decide, okay, enough is enough. I ain't spending another night on this air mattress. I'm going to get up and I'm going to build. You got one to two choices. So the uncomfortable truth is that sometimes God will make you very uncomfortable until you do what it is that you need to do. That he told you to do in order to fulfill the purpose. Perfect example, right? Let's take it back to Sunday school. Jonah, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He was like, you know what? I ain't going to Nineveh. I, I, I just don't want, they don't even deserve my sauce. Like, why would I go over there? Like, they not going to change God, right? So God was like, y'all, I need you to go to Nineveh. I ain't going so what happened? He ends up in the belly of a wheel. Mad uncomfortable, B. Mad uncomfortable. So what am I seeing? Is sometimes when you have been called to something and you run, are you running? I feel the Holy Ghost. Are you running from what God calls you to? Are you afraid? Are you allowing your fear of failure to cause you to like <laughs> disobey what God is telling you to do? Because sometimes he will make you uncomfortable so that he could activate you into what it is he called you to do in order. And it's usually not even about you. 
It's usually about somebody else who can benefit from whatever he's called you to do. So he'll put you in a situation where he's calling you to credit repair because he wants you to help people get financially free. He's calling you to real estate because some people in certain um, ethnicities and backgrounds don't understand ownership and ownership is generational wealth. He's calling you to health and wellness because he knows that if you lose weight, the 25 percent of the people around you will tap into that frequency that you are not in and they're going to lose weight and their high blood pressure is going to go away and their diabetes is going to go away and they just needed to see somebody that they knew who was willing to obey God and fulfill the purpose and the plan because the plan is bigger than you. Okay. The plan is bigger than you. It was never about you. It was about that lady who who threw her blood pressure pills in the toilet and flushed them down the toilet because she didn't even need them no more because she saw that you lost 50 pounds. And it inspired her to take a walk every day and eat, eat two salads a day in a, in a green juice. Right? So he's never really calling you to what the thing he's telling you to. He's really calling you to an assignment that's going to bless other people. So stop looking for excuses. Stop looking for people to validate laziness. Stop wait, uh, using prayer to replace laziness. And after we pray, we get up and we work. And after we work, we rest. It's not get up and rest. It's not get up and lay back down. That's not what this is about. The, the rest comes to replace the worry. The rest comes to replace the fear and the doubt. Doubt is sin. Something they need to be repented for, right? So the rest comes to replace those negative things that the enemy is trying to tell you about what it is that God told you to do. So you even in the first one or two stages, you either resting because you put the work in or you resting because you put the work in. See, that went over your head. You either resting because you've been put the work in. And now all things are working together for your good or you resting because you working and you putting the work in and you might not be into that place where you can really just kick your feet up, but it's okay because you put the work in and all you can do after you put the work in is rest. So that is what I want to say about the uncomfortable truth. You could continue in the cycle that you've been in. Or you could look around you. Because see, here's the thing. If you look around you and the life that you live in is not the life that you want, that's a, that's problematic. Okay? I don't know if you know. I want to be the one to tell you. If you are looking around at your life and you don't like what you see, that's problematic. And guess what, boo-boo? The only person who can do anything to change that is you. And taking a nap ain't going to make it better. So tap into what God said last time, the last thing he told you to do. Because that last instruction could be the instruction that can get you and your family out of a cycle of poverty. So with that being said, I'm going to go. But I just want to encourage you to stop listening to the wrong people. Surround yourselves with a good coach or a mentor. Okay, a good culture mentor is not going to tell you to go take a nap and rest. They're going to tell you, take this course 
and put what you learn into action. They're going to tell you, these are the steps that I took. This is the work that I put in. These are the things that need to be done if you want this result. A good trainer, like let's let's take it to weight loss. Let's cause y'all think y'all people think they think it's a game. Let's take it to weight loss. A good trainer is not gonna be like, okay, take five naps a week. No cardio. Eat what you want. No. A good trainer gonna be like, okay, well, you're gonna have to work out um three to five days a week. You're going to have to stop eating after seven. You might have to fast one day and just do the vegan thing for a day. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to make some sacrifices. So with that being said, I'm going to go. And again, I just want to encourage you that you're not crazy. Just stop listening to the wrong people. And if you're not where you want to be, if you think you're good at something, do it a hundred times. Do it a hundred times. Show up a hundred times. Show up for a hundred days consistently show up for a hundred days consistently show up whether whether you are artist okay write a hundred songs because if you write a hundred songs out of that hundred at least what 60 of them will be good right hopefully if you're a good artist so you got six albums so you can consistently come out with six albums back to back. You're not worried about it. Why? Because you didn't wrote a hundred songs. Your catalog is bananas. You don't have the, now you can rest and you can work, worry about promoting it. Right. When you show up, anything you do online, when you show up a hundred times, a hundred days, a hundred podcasts, a hundred YouTube videos, when you show up and you put strategy with the show up, it's going to blow up. Period. Do it a hundred times and tell me and tell me it ain't blow up with, when you put strategy with it. Right. So with that being said, I'm going to go. I love you guys and I want you to win. And I'm sorry I had to get spicy and saucy with you today, but I really want you to win. And just know the uncomfortable truth of the situation. And sometimes your uncomfortable truth is shouldn't even be revealed until you get the results. That you're looking for, right? Until you get the results. But if you are uncomfortable, the truth is, it's time to work. All right, this is Christina Thomas, founder of Digital Watch Chick, popping in for another podcast. I will see you guys. I don't even know how often I'm going to be recording these. I'm just going to record them and keep posting them and keep it moving. So I love you and I want you to have a good day. And I will see you on the next podcast. Bye.